Cast episode 111-111-111. This is a podcast about The Division 2, its community, news, speculation, and updates. I am Von Diesel. I do Division stuff such as this podcast, Twitch streams, YouTube videos, and other things about Division 2. Please take a moment to rate and subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you are listening. Uh, It does help me get noticed. It helps the show get noticed, and I very much appreciate it. Today, we will have a state of the game recap, some Division 2 news, some speculation, and some community topics, and then we'll wrap this baby up with some content updates. Thank you to our Patreon supporters for this month. Hassan, Christian, Darren, Dale, Justin, Jimmy, Tim, PK, and DJ. If you would like to support this show or my other content, such as the Xbox Dadcast, please check out patreon.com slash the echocast. Okay, let's move right in to some news. We will talk about the state of the game recap. We had Hamish, Yannick, and Nikki talking mostly about the title update 10 updates and the upcoming PTS for PC. The main points of the state of the game, the title update 10 PTS will go live on Friday, May 22nd. Uh, You will be able to preload on Uplay before then. The PTS will come in at least two phases. Uh, They expressed regret for not doing PTSs previously. There's only been one for the Division 2. I believe it was Title Update 6. But they are hoping that this PTS will help Title Update 10 be as good uh, of an update as it should be. Title Update 10 changes will be focused on in-game, gear and weapons, diversity, difficulty, player power, and more. The focus is to increase the fun of the game in general. This update will also have a very large bug pass. PvP will get significant changes and they want as much feedback as they can get. The main change they talked about was making the TTK or the time to kill longer. Almost all weapons are getting a buff in title update 10. The M1A is getting a slight nerf, but not nearly as much as the quote unquote accidental nerf uh, a few patches back they want to focus on the balance of the game being challenging fun rewarding and playing smoothly Uh, nikki went into a few specifics with the changes uh, and mostly talked about the exotic acquisition changes Uh, he did also talk about that the new raid will feature two new exotics Uh, And they talked about how Season 2 will have two new exotics in the reward track. They also briefly mentioned some of the conversation about the terms of service changes that Ubisoft implemented. Uh, Basically, they just said that it won't affect any current Division 2 players who are following the current rules. 
there is some question about what it means for licensed music uh, and streamers and content creators, uh, but they don't think that Division Two uh, creators should worry about it. That may be more in, uh, involved with other games. Okay, so that was the straight news. So if you only care about the state of the game update, if you want the nice professional reading it off the screen, there it is. Now, if you want my thoughts, here they are. Okay, so the regret about the PTSs, I think was a good thing for them to throw out there. I think the problem is, is that for a lot of the player base, there's gonna be a lot of people who are like, yeah, you should have done those. Um, I'm actually one who's really skeptical of the PTSs. Um, I suspect that the the hard data they get from the PTSs is really useful in seeing who gravitated to what weapons and 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 how many things people were killing and how quickly they were killing them. And um, I still think that the PTS, at least for a lot of like content creators and stuff, is just a demo that they can stream and get a few extra viewers than they normally get by having some clickbait titles. Um, that said, I do think that even with that, uh, and the fact that I think most of the people who play the PTS just screw around with it for an hour and don't give any feedback. Um, I, I do still like to think though, that the, the, uh, the metadata or the analytics that, you know, they, they can use, uh, helps more than anything. And hopefully this patch um, uh, comes out better. Um, at the end of the day, it's more of a QA thing than anything. If we just had one patch come out that didn't seem to have some major bug, um, hopefully the PTS can help with that. The problem is, is that I think it's pretty obvious that in the in the history, there's been creators who have specifically found, or people in the community, who have found issues in the PTS and I would argue probably intentionally not report them and then uh, use them after the final game comes out uh, and then act surprised. Like, I can't believe they didn't fix this. I mean, I definitely didn't report it, but still. So I'm still a little more skeptical on PTSs than, than others, but I am glad they're doing it because it sounds like they really do feel like they help. Another subject is the PVP changes that are coming. I think this is going to be met with a lot of skepticism from most of the PVP community that supposedly remains. Um, just because it's been a lot of, you know, I mean, it's been, I would say, has it been a year since any major PVP adjustments? I know they've done small things, um, but, but like specific PVP focus changes. I, I don't know if that, if that's happened since last summer. So uh, hopefully it's good. I personally don't love the idea of the goal being to lengthen TTK. Um, I think time to kill in this game. I've also gotten to a point where I basically just want this game to be a realistic shooter, which is not going to happen and is what a lot of fans don't want. So I try to be very aware that that's a, um, uh, a thing I desire that most don't, and that's probably never going to happen. Um, so I hope that the changes they make make PVP attractive to more people. And I would love to be able to say, hey, I've dogged PVP and PVP players a lot in this game, in the community. I was wrong. This is fun. This is a good thing for this game and not a waste of money, time and resources. We'll see. 
the the weapons being buffed i think that's incredible um my favorite guns in this game are stupid to use the mk16 or the i think there's a socom mk16 um that line of guns is my favorite looking gun in this game and you can use it if you want but you're wasting your time uh, because there's just other guns that are just better um we'll see about things like mmrs rifles it just seems like this is just the the never-ending battle of trying to make things useful but not op and trying to make multiple things useful so we'll have to see how it goes uh the m1a getting lightly nerfed i mean of course uh i don't know <laughs> it's fine i i'm just kind of waiting for the next one the two new raid exotics um, i believe one of them is that double barreled ar-15 um, i don't know if it's a rifle or an assault rifle i'm not sure how they're going to so if it's a assault rifle quote unquote it wouldn't be an ar-15 it'd be an m4 um, but there is a double barreled ar-15 uh, or m4 variant that i suspect will be in this i'm not sure what the other exotic will be in the raid though so i'm kind of curious I, I I would be willing to bet it's going to be a gear piece. So we'll have to wait and see. Maybe they'll bring back the Bliss holster. <laughs> and that was about it. So, um, I mean, this was a good state of the game. Um, I, think, I think what's tough is that uh, people see accounts like Mike Thinks Aloud and stuff like that. Uh, or, or a naked cowboy as he was previously known he's an etf guy he's a numbers guy he's an end game um, uh, economy guy that's what he's really into and they see him get excited and i think people make the mistake sometimes of being like oh man that etf guy's excited that probably means there's a ton of new t content <laughs> but when he gets excited it probably means that some basic systems in the game are improving a lot so his excitement should be should be exciting for everyone uh, but sometimes i think people get let down uh, when he's excited about something or other etf members or people who are more deeply connected to the game than just some of the um, the outside stuff um temper your expectations is what i would say uh, but it was a good state of the game. Uh, I like having Yannick. Um, I like having Nikki on there. Uh, it's a good change, in my opinion. And what else is a great change, in my opinion, is this upcoming 30-second mid-roll, because that made no sense. Okay, so we'll jump into some Division 2 topics, some community topics, uh, and some content updates. Uh, the first major Division 2 uh topic is uh, ubisoft in their i think it was a shareholders call reported that division two has sold 10 million copies and probably more by now um it's the 11th game that ubisoft has sold 10 million or more copies of in this current uh, generation quote unquote of consoles so ps4 and xbox one so that's been since 2013, I believe. Uh, that's pretty big. Uh, say what you will about the games on the list. 
Um, I mean, I think all of the games on the list make sense to me. Uh, the Assassin's Creed games, Far Cry, Rainbow Six Siege, obviously. Um, Division One was known for selling 10 million, I think, pretty quickly. Um, and Division Two. So what I'll honestly say is I didn't expect Division Two to sell 10 million copies. Um, sequels tend to struggle a bit especially sequels of games uh, that have as many issues as division one had uh, division two uh, while the people actually deep in the community who are who are you know head you know head deep in it all the way in i think um sometimes lose a little bit of context uh or, or they they lose kind of a uh, pulled back view of everything and what and and the simple facts are is that the division two release quote unquote facts okay before anyone attacks me for lying the division two release to critical acclaim go back and look at the reviews um, and it deserved it the the division two is the best release of a game in this genre bar none wasn't perfect it had issues especially the sound issues and some other stuff but if you look at the way that destiny 1 and destiny 2 released if you look at the way that warframe released if you look at the way uh anthem released uh the the way division 1 released the division 2 was the most complete game on release of all of those games since then you know it's been a different story to a point but we'll get to that so critical acclaim good release not perfect but good uh, consistent updates whether you agree or not uh you know i would like new content to play every week uh but you know they they have there's been a few droughts but not very many uh, the content released hasn't always been exhilarating but it's existed um and and then you know these uh these sales they've had on the game i'm sure have helped the numbers but one thing that i push back on is when i pointed out that you know this means the division two was a success and and i really you cannot like the state of the game you can believe the game is bad or whatever that's fine what people don't realize is most of the loudest people in this community and in the subreddit or Twitter or on YouTube or Twitch or whatever are people who have played three, four, five, a thousand, two thousand hours of this game. If this game sold over 10 million copies, what, what you'll find is that most of those people are going to play like a hundred to 150 hours. And I, and I would hope that even the, the most, toxic person involved in this game who supposedly likes it can say yeah someone could find 150 solid hours of content in this game which is a lot okay let me get real close into the mic and say 150 hours or 100 hours even of a game is so much and that's i think before you even add warlords of new york but let's throw that in too and so I've seen some speculation from people saying like, oh man, this division two sucks so bad. There's no way they're going to make another one. Well, there's about 10 million reasons that they're definitely going to make another division game. Division three, maybe, maybe a prequel, maybe a spinoff, 
I think that there's going to be a division three and some type of spinoff is my guess. I still think the rumors about some type of survival BR side thing are going to happen. And I think we'll find out about it. Uh, I think what next month, I forget when Ubisoft is doing their show. I think we'll hear about it this year. It may not come out this year, but I think we'll at least hear about it. I could be wrong. But, you know, a lot of this talk and a lot of this, I did not expect Division 2 to sell 10 million copies. I I thought maybe it would be 6-7, which is still a success. Um, but, but what I was saying before, the thing I pushed back on is there's a lot of people being like, well, yeah, they sold 10 million. They, they sold it for five bucks or whatever. I will tell you, any game that released at $5 would be happy with $10 million, with, with 10 million units sold. Okay. Well, I'd be willing to bet that at least 75% of those sales was probably full price or more than $5. And what people need to remember is something I touched on a while back is that in 2019, the division two made the most money um, of all of the non free to play games. Uh, it, it made the seventh most is top 10 game. And so it was like right up there with like, Madden and like FIFA and like these like perennial just money machines. Um, it was up there. So what people need to consider is that they didn't just sell 10 million copies and make no money on it. They sold 10 million copies and made 300 and I think it was 350 million last year, just off division two. Um, and I've probably made quite a bit more this year since because of warlords of New York. I think that was a, probably a much more popular uh, DLC than people realize, uh, especially people buying the $5 game and then paying 30 bucks for warlords or whatever the deal was you could get. I forget what it was. You pay like 40 and I think get the ultimate division two and warlords for you know, all in one. So this makes me happy. Um, division two is not perfect. I'm never going to claim it is, but I, st- I think it's a very good game. I think it's a good franchise that I wouldn't hate to see maybe experiment a little bit with a different genre or something. I don't know. But what I think um, this says more than anything is that one, it's a much stronger uh, IP than people who play it think. (laughs) uh, Because again, if you talk to those people who played you know, who played through the, the original game, played maybe a couple of the things that came out after and then dropped off for other games because that's like the average player, okay? I know everyone thinks that all the tryhards are like the player base. I'm sorry. But the casual players who play 75, 100, 150 hours of this game, that's the target. That's who the content is made for. If you're the dude to 2,500 hours in this game, this game, the content is not being made for you. I would like to think that they're taking those super hardcore sweaty players into account. Uh, they're considering their time and they want, uh, you know, as much as they can to make their experience worthwhile, but you are not the target for this content for the content that comes out. Uh, honestly, I think I have around, I'd have to look at my game 350, 400, maybe more hours. Now you have to realize that I'm not even the target. (laughs) And so if you can step back from your own perspective, especially if you're one of the super hardcore sweaty players and you look at the division for its first 50, 100, 150, 200 hours, maybe it's a very good game. It's an excellent game. 
really good, in my opinion. Especially if you're into this genre. Obviously could be improved significantly. But at the end of the day, the numbers don't lie. And it only backs up what I've been saying, I think, for a long time. And that while this is a very imperfect game, that um, I, I really do believe, I, I wish that, I wish the goal of Division 2 seemed like it was to take over the genre. I, I don't think that's the goal of Division 2, um, unfortunately. I think the way that it's been treated is it's it's good for what it is. You know, it, it will we'll make it the best version of what we are okay with it being. Um, but I, I don't think they're trying to, to take out Destiny with Division. But even, but despite that, I still think that this 10 million in sales and only more since I'm sure is worth celebrating. That's extremely impressive. It's a lot of games to be sold in just over a year. That's, that's an indication of a very healthy IP. Um, if you don't like the devs, if you don't like the studio, if you don't like decisions, if you don't like things about it, fine. But at this point, I think that anyone who tries to say the game is a failure, whatever, you're just wrong. <laughs> you're, you're simply wrong from what I would believe is a very subjective standpoint. And, and you're, and you're wrong, at least in a lot of really objective ways. So I, I'm happy. I'm happy for Massive. I'm happy for Julian. I'm happy for Matthias Carlson if he's still involved in the game. I'm happy for all the devs at Massive and Redstorm and Reflections and Leamington and Annecy and Sophia and all of the other studios who have worked on this game. Um, I'm happy for all of them because that's a big deal. There's a lot of people who make games who have probably been making games for a long time and have worked on division one and two. And it's the only games they've ever worked on that sold more than 10 million copies and they've gotten to work on two of them. So that's pretty cool. Um, the second bit of news, um, it kind of comes out a bummer for me. Um, and it's going to require a follow-up. So next week, I hope I can have some more information. Um, it's talking about how there may not be a next gen update console. Uh, for division two. So, um, if you remember, uh, with division one, uh, at least with me, I got a, uh, Xbox one X. Uh, I actually was able to pre-order a Scorpio edition, which, um, and when the, when the one X released, I believe it was in 2018 in December, November, maybe, uh, it came out, you know, it was just a, basically a little power upgrade on the Xbox one. So it played all the same games and, uh, with division one at the time, it still just played it in 1080p, um, 30 FPS. Uh, but it was much smoother. The, one of the first things I noticed was that when I would be playing with other people and I would go into the dark zone or I would fast travel, um, I would load in in like half the time of the other people. Um, but it didn't have a graphical bump until six, seven months later ish. I can't remember exactly. Um, they did release a patch that allowed division one to play at 4k. Uh, I assume still 30 FPS. Uh, maybe <laughs> it was definitely much smoother than my original Xbox. I will say that, um, now that 4k I'm sure was achieved by turning off lots of the fun gizmos and gadgets in the massive engine. Uh, but it still, it was a great upgrade. Uh, 
So with Division Two, honestly, I expected the same thing. I, I expected that you know the the Series X and the PS5 will come out this October, November ish window, uh, and I assume that by you know next by the two year anniversary, there would be like a Series X or a PS5 patch for Division Two, because, um, well. Let me let me say the actual facts of this article before uh, of this thing before I move on to my opinions. So WCC uh, WCCF Tech had an article uh, quoting Yannick as confirming there will be no Division Two Series X or PS Five um, port. Uh, so the the denial of a port is the important uh, wording here because the Xbox One and PS4 games will run natively on the Series X and PS5. So technically, <laughs> there, there, there doesn't need to be a port. So uh, if you remember, the, PS, uh, the PS2 and the Xbox ran on a x86 CPU architecture. It's the same as a PC that you, your laptop or your desktop, whatever. Then the the 360 and the PS3 both use proprietary architectures on their CPUs. So any games from the Xbox or PS2, in order for them to be played on the PS3 or 360, they had to be ported. They had to be made to work on a whole new system. It wasn't as simple as just it works. It, it took uh, essentially remaking the game or or porting the game. There's literal studios out there that all they do is ports. So consider that where there used to be. So then when the Xbox one and PS four came out, uh, they went back to X86 architecture, same as your PC. And so any games on the 360 or PS three had to be ported back <laughs> to work on X86, uh, which Xbox has done a ton of P PlayStation has done quite a bit of as well. Um, so the thing is, is that the series X and the PS five are also X 86. So, so natively anything that works on, on the current gen will work on the next gen from a technical standpoint. Now, Xbox has been very big about saying, yep, absolutely. Everything's going to work out of the box. PS five hasn't really come out and said it super specifically. Um, but it, I'm, I think they're smart enough to not do something weird and make you pay to play PS4 games on PS5 because there's no technical reason to, to force someone to do that. Now, what happens here, and the reason I'm discussing and explaining this probably for the hundredth time to some of you, is that the Division 2 doesn't need to be ported to the Series X or PS5. It will just work. It will play. There's no problems with that. This is just like the move from the PS4 or the Xbox One to the PS4 Pro or the P or the uh, Xbox One X. Uh, it's just more power. It's more technology. Now, the move to the Series X and the PS5 may be slightly complicated by the SSDs, but not for a game like Division 2 because it's a PC game as well that works with SSDs that people already have. Um, my copy of division two works off of a M.2 NVMe SSD. So in theory for games that are at least also on the PC, this shouldn't be a problem. 
So then this comes down to the final question of whether or not, uh, so maybe they may not be porting the game because they don't have to, but whether or not there will be a Series X enhancement or a PS5 enhancement, quote unquote, for Division 2 is kind of what's left in question. This article claims that that's been denied. I am going to try to contact Yannick or another CM to get clarification and I will, uh, I'll try to follow up next week if they're allowed to respond. There's a chance that for, you know, whether it's agreements with Sony and Microsoft or simply they don't know, or they aren't talking about it right now, they may not be able to give me an answer, but I don't think that whoever asked Yannick this question or, or whatever the question was, um, was asked in the right way. And so I want to try to do that to, to be very definitive. I mean, at the end of the day, I know the Series X, I assume the PS5 um, has tech that will kind of smooth out the games anyways, even if they don't have an actual enhancement. So I have no doubt that Division 2 will look and play, hopefully extremely smoothly, on the Series X and PS5. But we'll uh, we'll have to see. The, the biggest thing will be the pop-in and like the invisible walls, if you guys remember, that super fun issue. Uh, that will be gone with SSDs. PC players don't have those problems, at least not in the same way. Okay, so uh, there were a few community topics I wanted to touch on. The big one being the terms of service kerfluffle. So as we know from the state of the game recap, uh, this was essentially a non-issue. Um, there, there were a few lines that people were upset about. Um, I think it's just a good time to point out that this is just another example of how if there's nothing to complain about, people will find something to complain about. Um, there was no reason for this to turn into a thing. It was on Twitter. There was a big long thread of a bunch of the uh, of the best and the brightest of the community um, being super respectful and awesome. Uh, if you can catch my sarcasm, uh, if you can't catch my sarcasm, here's my notice. Um, it, it's just embarrassing <laughs> once again, but uh, Yannick handled it well. I think it was Yannick who responded, and now we are, uh, and now we're past it. We know it's not a problem. So chill out, you dicks. Um, there was a kind of an interesting post on Reddit. I remember kind of reading through and it was talking about, uh, it was kind of reminding people that, Hey, by the way, survival came out. Um, I think it was about six months before, uh, player unknowns battlegrounds, uh, PUBG. So the whole point of the post was saying like, Hey, like survival did it first. Um, there's a few problems with that whole idea. Um, survival isn't really a BR. Um, it's, it's, it's like a kind of like a, um, a, a sessioned survival game per its name. Um, but the big thing is, is kind of like escape from Tarkov and, and some other games. You don't have to fight anyone. You could go through the whole thing and just kill your hunter and leave. Um, in theory, you could let someone else kill your hunter and leave and kill no one. Um, so calling it a BR, I think is a bit of a stretch. That's why, um, everyone who wants like survival again, um, I'm, I think they may want to count their, um, uh, you know, they, they may want to be careful what they wish for, because I think it will be turned into an actual BR game if it comes back ever. But 
um, it, it is kind of a cool point, like pointing out of like, hey, unfortunately, survival was never really changed or improved or no events or anything ever added. Um, the loot was all static. It was, so it was just the same thing over and over again. If you played survival once, you played it a thousand times. Um, and it was locked behind a paywall of a game that started off really bad. So um, those three things, I think, kind of contributed to it never getting the attention it deserved. Um, but I think it kind of solidified the case that it is at least worth considering bringing back another, uh, bringing it back. I'm a little more muted on my praise for survival because of the problems I listed. Um, it was interesting. There were some streamers who I watched when I first got into watching streams on division who only played survival and it wasn't very popular, but they had a lot of people watch them. And then I started streaming. And once I got comfortable with survival, I started streaming it and I was still, there still weren't very many people really doing it. This was after it had come out, got real popular and then went away. Um, but there was like a community who wanted to see it. And then, and then not long after I did it, it spiked and it was really basically the rest of division one's life that survival was pretty popular from like a content perspective, a streaming perspective. Um, you had people running like those weekend tournaments and things like that, um, and doing a really cool thing or, or at least attempting to with that. Um, but by the time it got like really popular, I was super burned out. I, I think it's cool that people can enjoy like speed running it and trying new routes and stuff. Uh, but for me, the problem was, is that you never had more than like two or three other agents and you were lucky in PVP because I just didn't see the point of the PVE survival. And you were lucky to ever see one of them. Um, and if you did, it was kind of like luck of the draw and who had gotten the better gear, right? So I think survival deserves a lot of praise. Um, I've kind of gotten a little insider info about that. It essentially was just kind of like thrown together <laughs> um, as a mode, uh, which is kind of funny because it ended up being better than most of the like planned content. Um, but I, I just think it was kind of a cool thing to see a discussion happening on Reddit about like, hey, like, by the way, survival was actually the first one to kind of try this idea, even if it wasn't truly a BR. Um, another cool thing I saw on Reddit today was talking about how um, the devs should do a N95 mask that you can purchase in the game and all the proceeds will go to some type of charity um, for the COVID-19 situation. Um, I think that's awesome. I think that's a super good idea. I think there's no chance it's going to happen. <laughs> um, I think that's kind of a weird thing that happens when you have like this big, like international company, um, that like if, if, if Ubisoft was a all American company, this would probably be something they would try out. I know that there's been some games who have done this. Uh, unfortunately, I think the way that the game's like spread out and it's so, um, so many different people for so many different places working on it. It's one of those things where, you know, who would they pick? Which country would it go to? What organization? Like it turns into one of those like clusters uh, that will probably never actually happen because of the politics of it, uh, unfortunately. But I thought it was a really great idea. Um, basically, it would just be a regular N95 mask that you could put on your character in game uh, and any proceeds from it would go to a charity of some type.
Okay, we had no listener questions this week, so please make sure if you have any topics or questions for me, uh, throw them on my Twitter, on the at the EchoCast Twitter, on my Discord, on the YouTube comments, or wherever else you want to try to harass me. Uh, and next week, I would love to actually answer some questions. Um, for some content updates, uh, I am asking for feedback in general. Um, I uh, basically posted something on Twitter uh, inspired by Game Over Greggy, uh, who was basically asking people to get some unfiltered feedback. Uh, so I am doing the same. I am curious to anyone who still listens to this podcast um, if there's any advice, if there's any requests, if there's any ideas, if there's any criticisms, constructive, please, um, that you would like to throw at me. Um, I would prefer if you did not do it in a review, <laughs> uh, please check out my Twitter account at Bond Diesel. There's a post on there specifically asking for feedback. Please uh, jump on there and give it to me. Um, I would be more than happy to hear it out. Um, the main feedback I've gotten so far is to try to kind of separate uh, the actual news and updates uh, and the facts from my rants. Um, I think that my ranting is something that I assume some people listen to this for. I, I imagine a lot because that's most of what I do. Um, but I have kind of felt like I need to corral or kind of bracket those rants um, and not do them in the middle of the stay of the game update. <laughs> uh, do it after when I, when I have the my thoughts section. Um, but I think that was that's good advice. And it comes from someone I really respect. Uh, they basically said that they love my voice and they could listen to me read a phone book. But uh, the production levels could be higher. And I do not disagree. Uh, the other thing I'll throw in at the very end. I don't think anyone's going to hear it, but that's fine, is uh, I'm now on day 11 of finally getting on and sticking with a low-carb diet. Um, I have hit about 265 pounds. Uh, I am only 5 foot 10, so you can convert that to whatever mumbo-jumbo your country uses, uh, <laughs> but um, I'm a big boy, and um, I'm just unhappy. Uh, I don't uh, in general, in my life, I'm extremely happy. I have a beautiful baby, beautiful wife. I have a great job. Um, I have some great hobbies such as this podcast, some great people to share those experiences with and to talk to, um, all things considered, uh, I'm super happy. Uh, but if there's something I'm not happy about, uh, and I'm frustrated with, and I'm just uncomfortable with is my weight. Um, I've been 265 before about six years ago or so. Um, I ballooned from about 185 in college, uh, a very in shape 185 to uh, a very not in shape 265. And I got down to about 190. Uh, that was probably about four and a half, five years ago. Uh, it took me about a year to do it. Uh, and it was awesome. It felt great. Uh, and then life happens. You get married, you have a baby, you get hurt. You uh, start playing video games and streaming and doing podcasts. Uh, so kind of in this crazy time, it's been a good time for me to buckle down. Um, so I will say I've uh, the last time I weighed in, I was at uh, 262. So it's only three pounds, but it's also only a little over a week. So I think to wrap up these uh, podcasts, I'm going to be updating that. Probably going to do it over on the Xbox Dadcast as well, uh, just as a way uh, for some self-accountability. 
Uh, it's something I care about. I'm probably gonna throw something in my Twitter description, not really, not really advertising it, but just, uh, just a number in there for me to keep an eye on. Uh, my goal, I would like by the end of the year to try to be down to at least 225, 215, 200 would be a lot of weight (laughs) in only, you know, seven months or so, but you know, it's a lot, it's a lot of fat. Uh, if I, if I work hard, it can happen. So, uh, so if you're still listening, I very much appreciate you letting me finish that little part out. Uh, if you want to support the podcast, please, uh, check out my Patreon at patreon.com slash the echo cast. Uh, I am Bond Diesel on Twitch where I do plan to start streaming three times a week next week. Uh, if you want some cool echo cast or Bond Diesel merch, uh, check out bonddiesel.live slash merch. Find me on Twitter at Bond Diesel or at the echo cast. If you don't want to get any of my personal thoughts and you just want division news and uh, that's all I have. So until next time. I'm <laughs> going